Hello and welcome to There's No Business Like, a podcast where friends and industry colleagues explore topics and interview leaders in our industry of professional theatrical touring. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to There Is No Business Like. This is Danielle from the Alden in McLean, Virginia. I'm here with my favorite reindeer, Josh. Yeah, I'm the favorite Josh Benson from Marion, Illinois. No, you're all my favorite, Katie. <laughs> hey, Katie Miller with the Midland Center for the Arts in Midland, Michigan. Just like any parent, I can't pick a favorite. Kevin. Kevin Maynard, Quad City Arts, splitting the border between Iowa and Illinois. And Brian. Brian Zelmer, KU Presents in Kutztown, Pennsylvania. All right, everybody. Well, welcome to this week between Christmas and New Year's. Everything is lit and no one quite knows why. <laughs> we have a special episode today that's special and new, unlike any other we've done before, because we are having a New Year's pod party game show. And everybody knows you can't have a party without guests. So let me introduce the special holiday nutcrackers we brought in today. <laughs> <laughs> you might remember Christine Cox from episode 19. She's the owner of C Squared Entertainment, an agent, a producer, the wife of the amazing Max, friend of the pod, and proud nomad. Christine, welcome to the party. Yay, I'm happy to be here. She also brought a ride along from episode five, the amazing Max Darwin. I really love being described as a ride along. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part of this is we're just getting started. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Danielle. Um, so a little elf told me that you guys have been walking red carpet since we last talked to you. Can you tell us about that? Uh, about the film or the Nobel Prize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our short film, The Lost Treasure of J.J. Abrams, we've been on the film festival circuit this past year. And uh, yeah, we've won some awards. It's been cool. Uh, we made a shot a mockumentary uh, in Oahu. It has won five Best Mockumentary Awards and been nominated for a Best Ensemble Performance Award, which I'm extra proud we of. We won that award. Oh, right. Yeah. We won that. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of wrapped that up before the Christmas holiday. And it, we'll pick up and do a couple more in the new year. But yeah, that's what we've been doing. We just were in Atlanta, Houston, Austin, Portland, San Antonio, oh, and Yonkers. And we just finished in Yonkers at the Yonkers Film Festival, which was a ball. I got to say, when we last talked to you guys, I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this on your 2023 bingo card. Congrats. Thank you, Daniel. And our next contestant is Baron Ryan of Tulsa, Oklahoma. You may remember him all the way back to three weeks ago in episode <laughs> 60. <laughs> he wows audiences with his classic meets cool piano driven art and literally gives it away. Welcome to the game, Baron. Yeah, delighted to be here. What's up, party people? All right, so I got to ask you the question that we were all very disappointed that Kevin skipped. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yikes. Wake up, Kevin. Wow, you know, you know this is coming. That's... You know it's just going to keep rolling. <laughs> right out of the gate, Daniel. Wow. <laughs> so a true journalist would have asked, were you at all upset to be named one of the Smithsonian's top innovators to watch? When, like, your entire thing is about listening. Mm. <laughs> great point. Although I hope people open their eyes when they're seeing me in concert as well. That's a great point. Thank you. <laughs> Whatever sense that people can enjoy my work is great with me. So I got to think about more things than just watching and hearing. My chef career is about to take off. Nice. <laughs> I can already tell you're about to be a great sport. In <laughs> I hope so. I'm working on it. I've got to warm up. All right. And our third guest today... 
brings the count of pure Michiganders here to 20%. Way more Michiganders than we've had before. (laughs) Uh, She had us reliving our first Broadway experiences in episode 29. It's Tracy Lowey. Hello. All right, Tracy, we got to ask. We're all about to be in New York City in about two weeks. What are your recommendations if we have a free afternoon to catch a show? And please don't say swim the Hudson. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've seen it twice on Broadway, and that would be a beautiful noise. You will not be disappointed by seeing Neil Diamond's A Beautiful Noise. It is a gorgeous story. It's music that you know and love, and you will cry, and you will be elated, and you'll be on your feet singing along at the end. And you can take out your your cameras and record the last part of the whole show where else they let you record stuff spoken like a true broadway presenter (laughs) (laughs) all right well welcome to the party everyone what we're gonna do today is play there's no business like a match game So we're going to do three rounds. Everybody's going to get 15 seconds. Our host will write down their answers and our guests can just think about it in their head. I'll ask the guests to share theirs. And then we're going to see if you match any of your answers with what our host wrote down. If you get a match, you get one holly jolly pod point. If you match with a person the question is about, you get three holly jolly pod points. We already know I'm not great at math. So we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> the person with the most Holly Jolly Pod points after three rounds gets their very own lightning round. That's not all, Danielle. They also receive a free lifetime subscription to There's No Business Like Podcast. Oh, wow. You can't put a price on that. But wait, there's more. They also receive bragging rights for being the first NBL game show winner of all time. So, Max, who would you like your match game question to be about? Kevin, will you marry me? (laughs) Absolutely. I would like a question from Kev. I'm so glad you chose Kevin. (laughs) Kevin's latest program in the Quad Cities is New Year's Rockin' Eve. At midnight, instead of dropping a ball, they drop a... All right. (laughs) Kevin's latest program in the Quad Cities New Year Rockin' Eve celebration. At midnight, instead of dropping a ball, they drop a... Max? A beer. Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. (laughs) Baron, what about you? Uh, I think that Kevin is going to drop bars... Ooh. It's going to spit hot fire at midnight. That's what's <laughs> going to really bring in the new year. Man, Baron, you must think I'm way cooler than I actually am. <laughs> uh, or I think it would be highly entertaining. <laughs> and Tracy? I'm really boring. I said a microphone. But boring yeah. might match. Especially with Kevin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Katie, show us what you wrote. A flaming Christmas tree. Oh, that's a good one. Not a match. (laughs) That's a reference to his festival of trees, though. I get it. Yes. Brian, what do you got? I have hot air parade balloons because another reference to his balloon parade, the largest in the Midwest. That's a good one, but not a match. Josh, what do you have? A flaming mustache pinata. Wow, that's a visual. (laughs) It is a visual. It's like he presides over the entire Quad City. He doesn't? (laughs) I don't know that we have any matches, though. It's up to one last person 
What about Kevin? It's definitely not a match because like the first thing oh. that I thought of was was Jello. Why Jello? <laughs> <laughs> like as in Jello shots? I don't know. Jello shots. Like really, my first thought was like a pool full of Jello just drops on everybody. So you're just like covered in Jello. I think the shocking thing is like, why was that the first thing that came to my mind? It's like, oh, everybody should be covered in Jello. It's like Nickelodeon sliming, but with Jello. That's what I was thinking. Or beer. So not only is this fun, but we learn a little about Kevin. That's probably like the '90s kid in me speaking. So that's amazing. All right. Well, after round one, we have a tie. <laughs> Zero points. All right, uh, Baron. Who would you like to have a question about? Uh, I would like to have a question about Josh to shame him for not remembering sitting next to me in Faces of Dave. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Josh released his first Christmas song this year. It's called All I Want for Christmas is... All right. So, Baron, we're coming back to you. Josh released his first Christmas song this year. It's called All I Want for Christmas is... Stew. Because he's super hungry. He wants a hearty, a hearty meal. <laughs> Appropriate for winter time. That's clever, but I'm not sure that you're trying to win. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. It's about being entertaining. <laughs> Tracy, what do you have? I said a hundred gallons of paints. That's a good answer. Oh. A mural reference there. Yes, yeah. that sounds good. All right, Max. Three of them popped into mind. Um, but I'm gonna go with whiskey. Wow. Mm. That's actually a great Christmas song title. <laughs> Sounds like Luke Bryan, right? All right, Josh, let's make sure the rights come back to the podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Katie, what do you what did you write? All right, I wrote all I want for Christmas is a high tech tractor. Ooh, a high tech tractor, not a match. <laughs> so Josh mm. can take all of his phone calls out on the tractor <laughs> and just hands free it. Brian. I have bourbon. I don't know if that matches with Max or not. Ooh. It's close. It's very we'll close. Have to go to the judges. All right, yeah, let's call the judges. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> yep, we'll call it a match. <laughs> <laughs> we need somebody to get some points on this thing. <laughs> All right, so now, so now Max has a point. Max. <laughs> All right, we got our first match. Great job, Max. Uh, Kevin. Um, I had another side gig or work duty. So like another fountain or a second store that he has to construct from the ground up. That's probably the most accurate. Yeah. He's looking for another side hustle. So. All right, Josh, bring us home. What do you actually want? Whiskey. Oh, Oh, no. All right. Max has taken a strong lead, but you know what? Baron and Tracy are still in this. Max has four points, but it is still winnable. It's tieable. <laughs> Danielle doesn't math. <laughs> Surprise, the third round is worth double points. <laughs> All right, our last and final round, and by popular demand, the points are double. <laughs> Tracy, who would you love to hear a question about? Oh, goodness. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Uh... Let's find out what the ladies have to say. Katie, 
I'll go with my Michigander. Woohoo! <laughs> Would you believe the questions about Michigan? What? <laughs> what? No way. Get out of town and go to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put your thinking caps on. Katie loves products made in Michigan, like wine, beer, and ice cream. But the blank went too far. Katie likes products made in Michigan, like wine, beer, and ice cream. But the what went too far. What do you think, Tracy? Verner's. Oh, the Verner's ginger ale. That's a deep cut. They wow. did a special flavor. I thought maybe that would go too far. Baron. Uh, the Michigan-shaped diving flippers went too far. <laughs> <laughs> but they would work. They they would work. Well, one side would be too strong, and the other side. <laughs> and for some reason, he keeps swimming in circles. <laughs> yeah. just, this one doesn't seem to work, but this one. Oh, you mean if we have this? That's true. <laughs> and Max, what would be so weird to be made in Michigan? Only fans slash pornography festival. <laughs> All right. I I don't have a ton of faith in this round. I'm Let's see if we got some matches. Brian, what do you got? Michigan tequila. That's good. Well, that's not a match, but it is a party. Kevin. Michigan tequila. Stop. I get a point. Kevin and I both get a point, I guess. Yeah. We're tied for second, Kevin. You aren't contestants. Yeah, math isn't real anymore. All right, Josh, what have you? Michigan tequila. <laughs> Three-way tie for second. Stop it. All right, Katie, do you have Michigan tequila to blow the game up? <laughs> and points are doubled, so. <laughs> I said asparagus flavored wine cooler. Oh, oh. that sounds so gross. <laughs> I wow. know, just too much. So now that we made it to the end of the game and the math just does, I, I physically am not capable of doing the math. Um, the person with the four points max is the winner. Yay! Yay. Um, in the true nature of the holidays, though, you are allowed to keep your lightning round or re-gift it to a friend. Oh, I'd like to re-gift it to Tracy. Did not Ooh. see that coming. Aww. He's taking what's behind Aww. door number two. That's right. That's called a goddamn curveball, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tracy, you just got <laughs> gifted a world famous, there's no business like lightning round. Tracy, in three, two, one. What is the longest you've ever had to travel at the holidays? Four hours. Did you ever get coal in your stocking? Yes. Was it Michigan coal? <laughs> it could have come from the UP, so yeah. <laughs> it was better match or whatever it's called, you know, lighter fluid built into it. Was it deserved? No, but my father just wanted to see the look on my face when I opened it. <laughs> and then I went outside and put it into the grill and lit it on fire and started cooking some food. So I said, thanks, I needed that. So, <laughs> Win-win for your dad then. Yeah. Do you stay up until midnight on New Year's? Yes. How many candy canes could you eat in one sitting? None. Do you have a signature holiday dish? Yes. What is it? Prime rib. Mm. 
We're going to Tracy's house for yeah, the and, holidays. I mean, and you've got tequila. <laughs> tequila, prime rib, and stuffed mushrooms. Mm. If you had to make a resolution to try a new hobby, what would you want to pick? Wood carving. Nice. And finally, what's your favorite podcast? Uh, there's no business like. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that you. was so kind. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you all for being such great sports. That wraps up our first ever Yay. match. It's over. Thanks nice. for having us. It's over. <laughs> <laughs>All right, guys, it's been a year and I will say this has been my first full year of podcasting. Uh, you know, we, we had a little half year last year, first full year of podcasting. And so I think that's something that I'm going to take away from 2023. Um, but I'd love to know what were what were your all takeaways from this year? The good, the bad, the ugly. 2023 was the first year like fully going with the theater again. Between 2020 and 2021, 2022, I had forgotten how intense that schedule actually is. Yeah. And all of the other things that I had fallen in love with doing, creating art, creating community events, creating community engagement, I have so much, so much less time right now to do those things. So I, I think looking forward, my goal would be to find myself in those things again. I see 2023, surprisingly, as being very transformational. I think that we felt like we were um, transforming so much during COVID. And what I didn't account for was how much more transformation was going to happen. Almost like we had built up stamina to change. And now I feel like my stamina to change is so much bigger. And so 2023 has felt like my vision has expanded more than I thought possible. And that's exciting, but it means that I have to challenge myself to not fall into default thinking, the way that I used to think, the way that I used to operate. And in doing so, you take away security and you take away things that provide safety because you have to force yourself to design, think, just do things a little bit differently. I feel hopeful about 2024, but 2023 has felt like a challenge. I kind of feel the same way, Christine, about it being a transition and looking just professionally and at my program here in Kutztown, it started out with kind of a, a really big bang, like audiences started to suddenly return in the spring and and we were on a roll and I kind of got ahead of myself and, and planned for that growth to continue. And we took steps backwards this fall in terms of attendance, which is now, you know, kind of ending the year in a really scary place financially for my program. So, you know, looking back, what exactly, where did I get ahead of myself? And and haven't figured that out, but it's just making me, you know, definitely reflect a bit on that. Well, the piggyback on all three of what you guys are just saying, you know, Brian, I was nervous at the fall of uh, 22 because sales just were not where I thought they should be. And then the holiday shows came and sales really escalated. And then spring was fantastic as well. This fall of 23 was not as bad as fall of 22, but the sales weren't as good as spring of 23. So um, I'm starting to wonder, is fall, like, are people just not wanting to go back and sit in a house and watch shows just yet? And do I need to start programming not until November as opposed to, you know, years ago, September started selling bad. So I quit programming in September if I could help it. 
And I would only, I would, wouldn't start until October. And then it was, oh, mid to late October. And now I'm wondering, do I need to wait until November? And is it okay to push my season into June a little bit, even though, you know, in Michigan, we only have a couple months of good weather and people want to be outside as much as possible. Um, but, you know, do I need to play with that to see if my season can extend into June as opposed to starting in the fall so much? But I will say about 23 is that, um, like Josh said, trying to recover 2021, 22, it was still, I, I still felt like in Kalamazoo, we were in recovery mode, trying to get back on our feet uh, from the COVID closure. And 23 seemed like we finally started to bloom out of that. That being said, buyer trends are very different than they they were pre-COVID. Um, our audience demographic is much different than it was pre-COVID. And um, I think one of the ways that we'll be able to look forward to the future for 24 is changing our marketing to fit buyer trends and the new demographic of who I'm seeing coming through our doors. Tracy, it's refreshing to hear you say that because it, it sounded just like my story. I should also point out that my audiences, you talked about comparing last fall to this fall, my audiences are up like 30 to 40% over last year. That should be a huge celebration, you know, cause for celebration. But compared to the spring, it was a big dive, like right. you said. And the biggest loss we had was subscribers, which I've talked about here. But the exciting thing, like you're talking about, too, is our audience makeup is different. Uh -huh. They're much more diverse. We're getting much more younger audiences as well. And so there's a lot of excitement about that within me, too. So it's just like the balancing it with the finances is the difficult yeah. part for me. Well, interestingly enough, you talk about subscribers, um, you know, when we came back from COVID, our subscribers were down by 50% as well as our donors. Um, when you're in the performing arts, especially, you know, nonprofit performing arts, you really depend on your sponsors and donors. And we never really recovered from that. But then we just did research on who our audience is. And the biggest percentage is now young professionals as opposed to Gen Xers and baby boomers. Gen Xers and baby boomers are your subscribers. Um, young professionals uh, tend to plan a little bit more last minute. Um, and they don't want to commit to a full subscription. So how do we as performing arts centers satisfy um, those shows that like to have strong subscriber numbers with audience changing to people who don't necessarily want to subscribe? Yeah, I think uh, the same sentiment it put in, in a different way is finding what the new equilibrium is because our equilibrium was completely disrupted in 2020. So we had to find out what was going to work for the during COVID time, and now we're coming out of it. And as you're saying, your audiences are different. Uh, I'm finding that my my last two years looks much different from my current performing year, and um, not sure to what to to attribute that, but it could be many things. And finding out what the okay, what what's the status quo for for whatever use that has, uh, you have to plan somehow. And so, and how do you plan? Um, and what conditions do you anticipate? That's been uh, transitional year, but transitioning to what exactly? I don't know yet. This might be the most reassuring conversation I've had in a while. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I am always like a perpetual optimist. I mean, and there's a whole bunch of things that I could tell you about 2023 that were really fantastic. But I, I too am finding myself like in this interesting, like, you know, ups and downs and, and state of transition and trying to figure out like what is next. And it's because I think like Christina said, I think 2023 has 
opened my eyes and opened my mind to a lot of different things happening in our industry and a lot of other opportunities that are potential in our industry. Now is trying to figure out like, what does all that mean? And what does that look like? Uh, and how do I focus on what to implement or what not to implement? Um, you know, wh like, where is that? My focus for, for 2024 is going to be like, just that of like narrowing down that vision. Um, because I think there's this world of possibility that I've, I've sort of figured out this year. And now I need to figure out like, how do I tunnel that into something that is actually worthwhile and will, you know, produce results. So with my manager and agent hat on, we also have to look at 2023 with there's a six month work stoppage for the Screen Actors Guild. And you've got a lot of touring artists that are members of the Screen Actors Guild. And a lot of the things that they have been fighting for, um, we don't have a union with touring artists. This is a very unregulated field. And, you know, they're fighting for small things like they want to have Actors want to have at least 48 hours to submit an audition to ensure that they're sending something quality. And streaming residuals is huge. So touring artists that could give lower fees because they were subsidizing their income through their television work. And I'm not talking about an actor from the TV show Friends that is making $50,000 a day on residuals. I'm talking about somebody who, who makes a decent living as a guest star and perhaps is on a couple television shows. Look, I just say real numbers. The, the, the person that you're getting for a cabaret that maybe you're paying $12,000 a night to come and do a cabaret at your venue... That's really, they're not making a lot of money on that, but they're able to subsidize that because they're making residuals. But now that they're on a Netflix show and they're not making residuals, then they can't subsidize that cost. It's going to trickle down to the presenters. And then we're, we're just in this same cycle. So I think that to piggyback Kevin, where you want to kind of scale down to maybe work on that something, I think we should open up 2024 educating ourselves and sort of looking at some of the other battles going on. There was a strike with, um, in Michigan, right. In Detroit with the auto and the auto industry, yeah. the mm -hmm. writers went on strike people that haven't gone on strike and maybe see what those outcomes are. And maybe there's inspiration there for us in the touring industry. Cause we're never going to have a union, as we're going into 2024, thinking about how can we as presenters even help elevate the artists, right? So if their Spotify is now cutting off, so let's think about your independent artists that they're cutting off if you don't have a thousand listens on Spotify, that you will then you won't make any residuals. So can we amplify artists in other ways? Do our presenters sending out post-show intentional post-show emails to really engage audiences after a presenter leaves in hopes of getting more listens on Spotify and sharing that? The sort of default thinking has been, well, let's bring somebody in who has a big social media following so that they can do the work for us. But is there a way that we can collaborate more than just selling those tickets, but maybe continue the collaboration post the show. That's beautiful for not just for the artist, but for a client relations standpoint. Hey, you came to the show. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you did continue to enjoy it here, that's a great community engagement approach that that further engages your audience in something that they already loved. Well, I wanted to share something more on the personal side of things. 
I had very high hopes for 2023 and it ended up being a pretty challenging year, both personally and professionally. But I really, I think I'm walking away with some really wonderful things coming out of this year as well. So I've always loved to travel and it's been a real passion of mine. And my family always traveled since I was a little kid, but I took a lot of time off this year to travel and do things that I wanted to do and see friends and family and go to places that I hadn't had a chance to visit before that I really wanted to go to. And also to some of my favorite places that bring me a lot of joy and a lot of comfort. So, and we all know we in the United States do not take full advantage of our vacation time. Um, and I did. I used, well, I still had 80 hours left banked at the end of the fiscal year, but I used every single hour I could up until that point. And so I think like really investing and taking time off and traveling and doing things that fill your soul in that way and, and feed you in that way is super important. Something I want to continue in 2024. Um, also, like just really reemphasize or this year reemphasize for me the power of found family and not only this team here, but all of our guests, all of our friends that we saw at conferences this year, all of my friends here in Michigan that have supported me from near and from far. Like I can't imagine have gone through this year without those people in my corner. Um, and so I just encourage anybody to really lean in, you know, that needs it to lean into that support and ask for the support that you need. Even if you're just having an off day, like finding time to carve out even a five minute conversation with a dear friend can really um, lift your spirits and, and help you. And um, then I think, lastly, the power of investing in yourself. I saw I think really great returns in the work I've been doing for 10 years professionally um, in connections and in the industry and that sort of thing. But I think also I took a lot of time to invest in myself personally and figure out more of who I am and what I want and took a lot of time with, with my son and we had great adventures this year too. And, um, I'm hoping to continue that as well. But if you're just running, 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 and you're on the hamster wheel all the time, I really do encourage you to take time to invest in yourself as well. Whether that's doing something outside, taking a walk, reading a good book, spending time with those friends or taking, you know, time for personal reflection. Um, I'm hoping 2024 affords everybody those opportunities moving forward. You know, whenever we're at work and whenever we're at home, like we're never taking off one cap and kind of putting the other one back on. And, um, you know, for me and Katie, it's, even when we're at work, we're always mothers too. And that's an area this year that I've felt a lot of change, but in, in such like a way that's almost been refreshing. So I was uh, mostly pregnant in 2018 and um, was on bed rest starting in December of 18. I was doing it way before it was cool <laughs> um, <laughs> until my boys were born in early um, February. And then I didn't go back to work until beginning of June of 19. Um, I worked for nine months and then something happened uh, <laughs> that took us out of the office uh, starting in 2020. And like you all have said, this has sort of been that first year that we're back to like a constant pace of what we used to be. But also during that time, like I've had two little men that we've, I've been grow that have been growing and it's been so physically demanding in that process. Like, you know, you really think of the physical toll that being a mother kind of takes on you when you're pregnant and that's those times afterwards. But like, even when those kids can walk, like it's still so intense <laughs> um, all the time. And there's so much, uh, there's so much in that, that is still hard. <laughs> um, but it's changed. It's changed in a way that I feel like I have more autonomy, um, than I had 
a couple of years ago. Um, and it's just something that I've been really kind of taking, um, I've been really happy about because I feel like people say like, oh, this time is moving so fast. It's moving so fast. And, you know, I can definitely see that as my kids are growing up. But at the same time, like I'm growing up too. And I still want to be able to have me. Um, So for all of you that said, you know, 2023 has not been for me. I think we've got more in store in 2024. So what do you guys all have to look forward to in 2024? What do we think is coming up? What are we excited about? Well, I am looking forward to my New Year's resolution. I don't make resolutions generally, or if I do, they never come true. Um, And last year, my resolution was to read more. And I am going (laughs) to renew that resolution. And my goal for this year is to continue investing in myself and read 12 books. And I know that seems like a very low number, but I feel like one a month with being a full-time employee and parent and dog mom and volunteer and all of those things is a reasonable goal. Um, And I'm hoping to read a few things for pleasure and a few things for business. And um, yeah, that's my goal. So let's check in this time next year and see if I actually was able to accomplish that. I can recommend a book by one of our guests. (laughs) Very quick read too. You might be able to Uh, read it. Let's make it 13 then. How about 13? (laughs) I'm kind of following Katie's lead and I want to get back to the things that I was really enjoying in 21, 22 that I wasn't doing in 23 and, and Such as? Uh, getting back to artwork and painting and um, creating in ways outside of my theater. Well, I set a new goal for myself for next year. Um, I, some of you may not know, I'm an endurance swimmer and this summer took on the Straits of Mackinac, which is swimming under the Mackinac bridge between Mackinac city and St. Ignace. It's about a four and a half mile swim. And uh, this summer I'm doing that again, but I'm also going to swim around the entire island of Mackinac. Woo! That's amazing, Tracy. Eight miles. So I'm looking forward to that. At the risk of just sounding like a plug, I have a new project that's coming out (laughs) (laughs) Uh, next year. I'm recording it. It's a work for violin, cello, and piano commemorating the Tulsa Race Massacre in 1921. I want the world to be more beautiful. That's what I hope my impact will be. And so I hope that this is um, the best way so far in which I can accomplish that goal. Just to kind of piggyback on Baron, for me, I I want artists to feel and be more sustainable. And a lot of the work that I've been transitioning into, and for those that are listening and then don't know, uh, back in 2020, a big decision that my husband and I made, who's also an artist, who you met earlier during the, the game, Max, is that we became nomadic. We thought we were living in New York City. We felt like our quality of life was terrible. We turned a two week, we're going to stay at our friend's beach house and get rid of our apartment into, it's been three years now. We do not have a permanent residency. We, I think this year have stayed in 78 different cities. And the big question is, when are you guys going to settle down? And I've realized in 2023, is the answer is, I think we're going to just keep doing this because it makes sense and it allows my husband's artistic career to grow and frankly, mine, my creative career and seeing myself uh, as somebody that can really create new programs and not just with artists, with also presenters. And I have a couple consultations that I'm building in 2024. And I even started a new business last week, which I don't know. And it, 
Because that's kind of what I do. (laughs) I, I start businesses, but I had sort of stopped that for a while. But I met somebody in a hotel lobby who asked me about my laptop stand. Turns out she's also a nomad. So we're creating a travel lifestyle business to help empower people to find easier ways to travel. And you don't have to be a full-on nomad. But in the touring industry, a lot of our artists have to be on the road as much as eight weeks to eight months. And how do you do that? How can you still sustain and manage other businesses, write books, create new work, whether it's the visual, if it's music, whatever that genre is, puppetry, magic, you know, let's represent all of them. So this business partner that I have, who's not an artist, but she's a creative in her own sense, We also have artificial intelligence now, too, and AI can be a a detriment, but I'm I'm choosing to focus on all of the good things that it can do to also help save some time. And I think that there's something there as well. So I'm really excited for the next 12 months. I think for 2024, I think, like I said earlier, I mean, my my goal is to sort of focus my intentions. And I don't know quite what that looks like yet, but I think it's it'll start with a one-on-one meeting with myself to really just kind of sit down and, you know, think about what what I want to accomplish. Twirl your mustache and think. Pretty much it, yeah. Just look at myself in the mirror like a parakeet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the other thing is, this is going to sound weird to my pod host, but I, I want to run more in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel Sorry. I feel like I didn't I didn't run enough. I want you to not make Josh choke. <laughs> Wait, didn't you run 42 miles in Scotland? Like, I, I did. For that race? But he ran 50 the year before. I mean, he was yeah. really slack. Uphill both ways. <laughs> if there's a psychiatrist out there listening, please let us and know what's wrong with Kevin. Let's be clear. Whenever he ran the 50, he ran the short race of the two. He ran the 50, not the 100. He was really slacking. So you really phoned it in two years in a row. We just need to find a cyclist and we can do one of those like huge endurance triathlons. So which one of you is going to hop on a bike for... That'd thousand miles. God, you know what you Here we go, Josh. Josh, Kevin, Tracy. <laughs> there we go. I'm in. This is a I, great I actually idea. would totally do that. And we, the rest of us yeah. can cover it on uh, on the podcast. We'll be <laughs> yeah. in our van. Fo- in, we'll be in Christine's van. We could be the support crew. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, that's that's really inspiring. Let's make a documentary about it. We have to tell these stories because people need to be inspired and they need to hear the person saying, right? Like we're all joking because we love Kevin. We're like, oh my God, you want to run more? No, you need to run more. Kevin, and you need to find a way to tell that story. The problem is, when does it end, Christine? Because the next thing you know, he's going to turn into Forrest Gump and disappear for two years running (laughs) across the country. It's my dream. So I'm feeling, not to bring the mood down, but I'm feeling a bit trepidatious about next year. And I'm trying to stay hopeful. And I think what it comes down to is I'm just simply wearing too many hats. And some of them have been put on me without a choice. And I need to find a way to peel some of that back so I can kind of feel like myself again. Um, I was just starting to learn who I was and and be myself and be comfortable with that. But I'm just, I can't keep up. I'm constantly on a treadmill and, and it never ends. Even when one project's done, it's like I'm instantly behind on the next one. So my goal for 2024 is to kind of find a way to peel off the ones that I'm not passionate about that I didn't choose to be part of, but I was kind of voluntold to be and see if there's a way that I can really put more into the things that I get joy out of. And and I know that that's where I 
will succeed and help others around me uh, better in, in those roles that that I'm meant to be doing. That's my goal. And I, I don't mean to make it a, a downer, but I don't think it's a downer at all. I think that's, oh, yeah. that's a, uh, that is yeah. self-care. And it's like, you choosing that is... you. Yeah. That's you choosing you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly, Brian. Um, I know that I, once I know that there's a problem or something that can be fixed, like I just dive headfirst into the thing. Um, and I've already committed to a good number of things um, for this coming year. And so I don't feel compelled to make a resolution. But what I want to do is save room for the magic of being in the right place at the right time or something comes along and, you know, I don't have a reason to say no um, because so many of the like recap stories we've heard are especially like with Christine and Max, like we didn't see this for you 18 months ago. Um, and, you know, I think saving room for the magic of possibility is what I want to take with me into 24. All right, guys, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the best holiday party I was at this year. Uh, so thank you all so much. The thing that I forgot to mention in the last round is what I actually want to do in 2024 is just one-upping myself in podcast games. So to wrap this party up, you're all going to do my version of a classic game that I hope you know called Mary Date F-Word. But I'm going to reimagine it in a holiday version, which is Smash, Wrap, or Return. Ooh, okay. Nice. So our first category is festive drinks. Baron, your options are eggnog, mulled wine, champagne. Oh. What are you going to smash, wrap, or return? That's tough. I'm returning eggnog, not because I don't like it, but because I love mulled wine and champagne. Um <laughs> I think I would smash mold wine because it's more specific. It's more seasonal. Champagne is great all the time. So since mold wine is just more of a winter Christmas time drink, that's what I'm smashing. Wrapping champagne. Nice. Good answer. I like it. All right, Josh, good, good. your category is good luck foods. Black eyed peas, pork and sauerkraut, or grapes. <laughs> are all parents good luck my category is way way better <laughs> this is not going to be a popular answer so I'm going to smash the black eyed piece going to wrap the sauerkraut and I'm going to return the grapes hmm. wow, yeah. didn't see that going that way your gift is going to be leaking huh. <laughs> alright Tracy you're next Ooh, okay. your category is weird holiday songs one <laughs> baby it's cold outside grandma got run over by a reindeer and the 12 days of Christmas. This is hard. <laughs> I don't know which one you want to keep, to be honest. <laughs> well, first of all, I have to say, Baby It's Cold Outside is not creepy. It's not rapey when it was written. And it's my jam. Baby It's Cold Outside. I'm smashing it. Okay. And I am wrapping the 12 days of Christmas. It is fun. And they, you can do so many different things with it. And my child can still do the choreography from when they were in second grade and had to do that on stage <laughs> for their holiday concert. And That's a they're, great gift. they are 32 years old now. And I still um, request of them to do it for me every year. And they oblige. Awesome. I love that. And uh, I am returning. Uh, Grandma got run over by a reindeer because as fun as that song is, nobody really needs to hear that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Kevin, I think you're getting off easy. Um, this one is, your category is movie. Elf, It's a Wonderful Life, Christmas Vacation. 
Oh, ooh, that's a really hard that's, choice. That's super yeah. hard. Uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life smash. Um, I knew oh, that. That was not. yeah mm-hmm. obvious. I'm gonna wrap Christmas Vacation uh, and then Return Elf, which is hard. I I love all three. Christmas Vacation is my all time favorite holiday. That's I, that's why I wrapped too. it up just for for all you. Three. I, I liked all three so. too. Same. All right, Max and Christine. I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to come to consensus on this, but your uh, theme is desserts. You have pumpkin roll, babka, and those Hershey Kiss cookies. So are we doing fruitcake or babka? Which one do you guys want? Fruitcake. Fruitcake. Know, everyone knows what fruitcake is. What is a pumpkin roll? I've never heard of a pumpkin roll. Oh, it's pumpkin cake with cream cheese uh, frosting filling. It's rolled up. And then you slice it. I would smash the hell out of a pumpkin roll then. <laughs> and yeah, I would throw away the cookies with the kiss in the middle. And I would wrap up the other one. The, the babka. The fruitcake. Yeah. Or fruitcake. <laughs> Can I just order off menu and... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Apparently, I chose only desserts from Pennsylvania. So <laughs> please tell me what other yeah. people eat. I, th- I think I'm just going to order a really nice glass of Chianti Classico um, that Michael Mashala approved <laughs> of and call it a day. Okay. Perfect. He's our wine consultant. All right, Katie. Yours might be a little controversial. I'm not sure how you feel about it. Okay, let's see. Yours is um, scented products that you give as gifts. Okay. So are you going to smash, wrap, or return candles, bath and body stuff, lotion, soap, whatever, or perfume? Oh, man. Because there's a lot of scents that get gifted at Christmas. There are tons of scents that get gifted. Is the perfume like the Garden Giardinia gifts that you bought at Kmart as a kid? Or is it like... (laughs) Let's go with it's at least decent. Like, let's go with this as somebody who knows you and thinks you might want this. Okay, I'm going to smash the candles because I love a good candle and I always have them burning in my house. I'm going to wrap the bath and body works lotion shampoo conditioner gift set thingy that got gifted to me during white elephant and we're going to re-gift that um and then we're gonna return the perfume even though i hate saying that um we're gonna return the perfume because i already have a lot and i don't want it just sitting around and going bad does perfume go bad because i don't wear it that often i don't know that's my answer all right that's your hot take you're allowed you're allowed to have it (laughs) All right. And Brian, you get um, dream New Year's Eve locations. So if you could have New Year's Eve any, well, not anywhere, I'm going to give you three options. (laughs) (laughs) You've you've been gifted three possible locations for New Year. So your first option is New York City, a snowy mountain, or somewhere tropical. This one's not a hard choice for me because I grew up in New York and you know, the New York, I'm over the New York City thing on New Year's Eve. There's no way I want to be in that crowd in the cold and the nasty weather and all that nonsense. I would love to be in a nice snowy mountain place somewhere with just some close friends and or family and just having some great of that great wine from Michael Mashala and uh, hanging out. And, and that just sounds like the perfect New Year's Eve for me. Um, and I would give the tropical vacation to somebody. So I'd wrap and give that one away. Oh my gosh, thank you. That's a wonderful gift, Brian. You're welcome. I'm so happy to receive it. It's, it's <laughs> an island in uh, Marion, Illinois. Uh-huh. So you can also record a podcast. <laughs> you know, I guess, uh, you know, watch what you ask for. Uh, <laughs> well, that about wraps us up. Yeah, so thanks to everyone. We would like to thank our guests from episode number five, episode number 19. 
episode number 29 and episode 60. And in case you forgot, that is Christine Cox, Max Darwin, Baron Ryan, and Tracy Lowey. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to There's No Business Like. Our producers and hosts are Brian Zelmer, Josh Benson, Kevin Maynard, Katie Miller, and me, Danielle Vanho. Views expressed in this podcast are ours alone and are not reflective of the organizations we are a part of. Keep up with us at nobusinesslike.com. There you'll find links to all of our episodes and socials. If you like this podcast, give us a like, a follow, a review, or our favorite, a five-star rating. Oh, wait, what was that site? (laughs) I got it. Don't worry. It is nobusinesslike.com. Do I sound out bus ness every time I type it? Yep, sure do. Stay in touch, my friends. All right. Well, welcome to the party, everyone. All eight of us. Nine. Nine of us, Danielle. Shit, nine. nine. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of wondering. Really oh, fast. no, my math is off on the Michigander. I'm, I'm a writer. I'm a writer. That's alone. Quad City math. We'll just, it's Quad City math. So quad City math. Just forgetting poor Max. Eight and a ride along. If we were at eight, your math was still off on the Michigander. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> 25. There you go. You did it. nine. <laughs> It's not a math podcast. (laughs) Thank God. And if there's one you don't want to answer, you give it to Kevin. Ooh. I like so that I say rule. Pass and it goes. I don't. I, I don't like this rule. <laughs> I think it's a great. All in favor rule. of that rule, say aye. 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 Uh, what are we voting about? <laughs> Can you name all nine reindeer? Oh yeah. If I'm not thinking about it, give it to Kevin. Pass. I pass. <laughs> Kevin, you have to sing it. Uh, <laughs> Dancer and Prancer and Donner and Vixen. Something and something and Comet and Cupid. <laughs> Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall? The most the famous. The most famous. Rain 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 Kevin's like, nope, nope. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the most famous one, Kevin. Come on. <laughs> All right, friends. So we've had a pretty great year as... <laughs> Josh, don't look. (laughs) How does it feel? How does it feel, Danielle? No, it was that you literally, you were in your free state, which is typical, but you were in your free state for quite a while this time. Yeah, that was a pretty long freeze. I must have been a discount pothead. Cut me off at any time. Was that you cutting yourself off? (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a nightmare to edit. (laughs) They're all a nightmare to edit. It's my weekly nightmare. (laughs) Don't worry about it. How come you guys didn't choose six hosts?